1: We got the girls take the party Let's get down to Crazy Jimmy We got myself and all this out We don't want to know the Turkish MC you Always love the close of Jimmy Bitch, I'm your one-o-one-a-bee Jimmy Star's new celebrity We'll, we'll take, take you out to Jimmy
2: Star's still... can see and hear us we have to wait. Hello, hello,
3: what's up everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star's show with Ron Russell Bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment We got a really fun show for you guys tonight uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, I'm, I'm looking very much forward to it. Before we get started, let me introduce my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. You didn't,
4: didn't pay me, so I'm not speaking. Okay, so um, so we have a great show for you guys today. When I get paid, I talk. What's up, Chad? You know, I haven't gotten paid in 14 years. I have never made a salary on this show. I'm on every week for two hours working my little kazooie off, and I don't get paid. You would think this man would have the kindness, at least, to take me to Starbucks and get me a coffee and a croissant. Oh, I did do that. Come on. Would well, you ever buy me a coffee and a croissant? All the time. Yeah. Oh, I have to take my glasses off. <laughs> anyway,
3: what's up, everybody? We really are going to have a lot of fun today. We have two great guests. Uh, Tommy Brunswick is coming back. back she back, was back. on the show before, and we love her to death. She's fabulous. She's then we is. have We have Australian singer-songwriter Luke Harrison coming on. Good looking. uh, He's very young. And one of his first singles charted on Billboard and went to number five, I think, on iTunes charts in three countries. And uh, and so we're going to have him coming on. It should be a lot of fun. Chat room, what's up? Let's say hi to the chat room. We have Sylvia Polite in the chat room. B Claudia is in the chat room. Hub Reynolds, hey, Hub. Hey, Hub. Hey, um, Hey, Sylvia. And more people will be coming because we just got started but we wanna welcome all of them and hope everybody's having a great December. We're gonna set a Christmas tree up later today.
4: So I have both my daughters living with me right now because Deirdre, my uh, youngest daughter is moving back to Pennsylvania. So uh, she's leaving right after Christmas, she's driving out and she'll be living in Pennsylvania. And I go through empty nest again, You know, they keep coming and going, they're gonna kill me. With this emptiness, and my daughter Leslie is here until she finds a place on Long Island. But it's nice now for Christmas having both daughters here, uh, de- destroying my house. I like it. No, Nothing really destroying my house. And we have we have
3: Shazam back with us. You guys are
4: our, our killer dog.
3: Our killer dog oh, oh, oh,
4: oh. is sleeping
3: right next to me. He's just a little angel. Right. And, uh, he's and I, I wanted
4: to say that my daughter's. Brought IKEA coffee, which I love, and uh, it repeats on me. What does that mean when coffee repeats on you? Too acidic, right? Or so, anybody out there know why? What you it
2: repeats on you like
4: I, I, I'm going to vomit, okay? I, I burp and it comes up. That's called repeating. And you graduated 69 It's not called class.
2: repeating, it's called Re- regurgitation, like acid reflux
4: or something. Regurgitation, <laughs> acid reflux. Watch, kiss me and watch me vomit. No, I don't want to do that. Mm. Why, I say to myself, why? I was very happy living in Boca Raton in a beautiful house by myself. I came and I went when I wanted. Where I put it, I found it. Nobody told me to get up, walk, change, shower, shave, do, da-da-da-da-da, I had such a wonderful life. And then I was walking in the mall innocently and this crazy guy comes up to me dressed like a fool a rocker with earrings and holes in his clothes. It's like a bump. And picked me up. And here I am.
2: And it's been
3: bliss ever since.
4: With this man, who was a mall pickup.
3: In Boca. At least I went to a good mall. What? At least I went to a good mall.
4: <laughs> yeah, the book Town Center. So you're, you're happy you picked me up? Absolutely
3: I'm happy I picked you up. Yeah, you I'm, happy. So? I'm, I'm happy it's Christmas. I'm happy your daughters are staying with us. I'm happy that the dogs are all together.
4: Uh, I wrote about it on Facebook. I said, you know, it's so sad that we don't appreciate the moment we're in. And years from now, we look back and say, gee, why didn't I, uh, especially when you have parents that you lose, you don't, you don't, you take it for granted when you're with the people you love. And then when they're gone, you say, Oh my god, why didn't I do more or hug more or kiss more? So you know what? Hug more, piss more. Now that we're together.
3: Absolutely. And we want to say hi to Lady Lake Music who just joined Lady us. Lady
4: Lake Music.
3: Hey hello, Cindy. Just Cindy joined us. So hello, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Cindy, Cindy. Um, the chat room is starting to
2: boom. Uh we want to thank
3: everybody for tuning in. Actually, we're uh uh I think we were like number. two. We went down to twenty-five on iTunes, you guys, and I think we're like in the top twenty. Is that good? Yeah, it's still good. Yeah, I mean
4: twenty-five is good.
3: Yeah, is that better than yesterday? No, we were twenty-one. That's oh, we better. Went we went up. We went down. I never understand that story. The lower the number, the better. You want to oh, be number one. I am number one. But anyway, you guys, we're also charting in, in in like five other countries, and and I think we're in the top. I always knew we had a lot of people in the UK. So what's up, everybody in the UK? Um, thanks so much Hello for everybody to in the show. UK. And I think we're like top 20 in the UK. I um, will
4: be going to the UK as soon as we have time because I'm on a mission. I'm gonna visit with my friend uh what's his name? <laughs> okay. Derek. Oh yes, Derek. My friend Derek, who I love, and I'm gonna get Derek to go with me to find Michelle Duttery. Oh, and I'm gonna go personally knock on Michelle's door. And say, darling, I adore you. I love your work. And you must come on our show.
3: So, your favorite photographer is in the chat room. Say hi. Cool. You don't know who your favorite photographer is?
4: My favorite photographer. Uh huh. Billy I, Hess? Yep. Yeah. Oh, that trip. <laughs> like, where are you? Do you miss me? Do you love me still? I love Mark. Mark is really nice. <laughs> but that Billy has he can be a little hairy and a little wicked, but I love him. You know, Billy, I haven't laughed since you left California. I mean, when you and Eileen and Mark and I are together with Jimmy, I just cry all night long from laughter. What is it about us? We it have magic. We have No, really, we have magic. When we're together, we have magic. I don't know. We all crack each other up. I miss you, Billy. But we'll see you soon. We're coming into the, in the spring. We're coming into New York to look for our house in East Hampton. East Hampton? South, South Hampton. Hampton. I don't know, one of the Hamptons. The first one you come to when you leave New York. But please send
3: our best to little Billy and to yeah. uh, everybody uh, and to Mark and everybody yeah. and your daughter and your grandbaby. And
4: when, and when you see Eileen, pinch your nipples for me.
3: There you go. Um, All right, real quick, you guys, you can listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. First of all, I want to thank everybody for listening to us on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Please continue to do so because we are um, going up in the rankings all the time, and we want to stay up there because uh, that's where we want to be. Um, So you can also hear us on SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, like I said, Apple Podcasts and iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and Amazon Prime. There's a bunch of other ones, but those are the biggest ones. And um,
4: so it's and a lot I of think, fun. Jimmy, before I came on the show, had one affiliate. It was one little show that nobody liked. And I came on the show, and suddenly, look, we're all over the fucking place. That's not,
2: not actually wonderful.
4: true. We were on those platforms before. We were it? not on these these <laughs> affiliates. We're not. When <laughs> I came on the show, you were on W4CY. Perry is. That's not true. Yes, it is. No, it's not true. I mean, you lie a lot. No way. No, you're not. full of shit. No, no, no. We no. were on all of them. We've been on... You Sound... were not. You were not. You're such a liar. You were... I mean,
3: we were on SoundCloud, iTunes, no, not Spotify. We weren't even invented okay. yes, were. We were on all of them. We've been Every, on all of them. Don't... Everybody... All you have to do is go on iTunes and you can actually Everyone see 500 shows Everyone on iTunes.
2: He's old. Yes, he's old. Denials.
4: Anyway,
3: we're going to so take... Don't
4: believe him. We're going to take a... Uh... He came on the show he had like three people listening. <laughs> you didn't even watch no, it. 1.4 million. Oh, you're so full of crap. That's Dean. He'll tell you. Dean will tell you. Dean told me. He no, said, before you came <laughs> yeah. on the show, the ratings were zero.
3: That's why they gave me a two-hour show from a one-hour show because so many people were tuned in. And no, because they
4: knew that I was online. coming on. <laughs> no.
3: Anyway, he is a great addition to the show, you guys. He has made it go Unappreci- up. i
4: appreciate Unpaid. He never pays me. I don't get fuck a fucking nickel on this show. Nothing.
3: But, but you have notoriety that you would never have. Who
4: you shit about notoriety? Yeah. That doesn't pay my bills. <laughs> Anyway, we're going to take a quick
3: music break real quick, you guys. We're going to play Desmond Child, I Don't Want to Be Your Friend, because I love Desmond Child. And as soon as we come back in like three minutes, we're going to be on with our first guest, Tommy Desmond
4: Child really is a super, super talented guy. You know, not too many people impress me, but his work impresses me. So
3: here he is, you guys, Desmond Mm -hmm. Child, I Don't Want to Be Your Friend. Enjoy. Yeah. i hey. Guys, so that's Desmond Child. I wanted to play that song because I wanted to play it when he was on, but we didn't have enough time. And, and Desmond Child is one of our better shows. I think it's got seventeen million plays. Um, so so we wanted to play it because I'm a big since, fan.
4: Since we mentioned Billy Hess, uh, I'd like all of you on the East Coast to know if you're not that attractive and you need headshots or pictures, have Billy photograph you. Billy does magic with his camera. He makes unattractive people beautiful. I, I've said to him, I don't know what you do, but I've seen your work, and it's fabulous work. When I get to the East Coast, Billy's going to shoot some headshots of me, and then I'll post them, and you'll see what he does with it. He makes me look young and handsome. You already are young and handsome. Oh, thank you, dear.
3: All right, so we're going to bring on our, Nick, our first guest. Come on, let's bring her in. Hey, ho! Hey. say something. Let's make sure we can hear you. Hey, oh, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, producer, director, convention owner, basically jack of all trades in the world of horror. Horror. And the founder, horror, horror. She's not a whore. And, and the founder of Nightmare Events, Tommy Brunswick, hello, and welcome to the show. Logan.
2: Hello.
0: How are you guys?
4: Good. Good. How are you? How's your pussy?
0: Oh, it's, it's good. Not been used lately, but it's good. You're no, 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 no. <laughs> talking about the three cats. Right. You got it. You know it. Tommy, <laughs> what a dirty mind. I know, right?
2: <laughs> I, know, I never do innuendos like that. Oh, never. Yeah, never. <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't doing it in innuendos, you would have said, how's your pussies?
0: Ha ha. Ha ha. Thank you very much.
4: <laughs> I sometimes have problems with plurals and singulars.
0: Uh, Got it.
4: <laughs> Are you ready to be tortured for another hour, forty minutes of I, torture?
0: I am. I'm ready for it. What's going on in the love life? Oh, I don't have a love life. My love life is with my career and my kids. So
4: we had, we had a guest on last week, a beautiful girl, actress. And I said to her. Actually, you
3: might know her because yeah. she was in, did a movie with Eileen Deese. Which, she's the star, and Eileen's the co-star. Um, Night of the Caregiver, Denise, oh. Natalie Denise Spurl. I couldn't think of her name. Anyway, yeah. she was on last week.
4: And I said to her, so how's your love life? Any guys in your love life? She said, no, I'm done with men. She said, I have my vibrator and a bottle of wine, and I'm happy.
0: <laughs> yeah, smart. Yes, I have my vibrator and my cannabis, so I'm good. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so poor
4: men. Men are really getting dumped on lately.
0: What do you think about that? I, uh, do I, I don't know. There's a lot of really good ones, but the one that I thought was a good one, was not. So yeah. I put 23 years into one and I figured I'm not going to do what?
2: that. Again. You took
4: 23 years to I was
0: married that. for 23 years, yeah. And you got a dud? And, well, and yeah, I didn't know he was cheating, he likes the younger girls, so I was out. He wasn't always a
4: uh, dud, right? He, you, know why, you know why? He First went, of all, you look. No, young. no, no. You know why he went for younger girls? Not your fault. His dick wasn't working anymore. Exactly. And you think that the young girl gets their dicks going. So don't ever feel it's your fault. It's not your fault, it's his fault. Because his oh, Peter, dick. his Peter, his Peter <laughs> Petered Peter, Peter Peter out. He's a dick with a dick. No, with I know, no, I listen, I have a lot he's of, listening, hey, there you go, dick. I, I, have a lot of, I have a lot of, I have a lot of male friends that tell me, men six, 60 years old, they said, they jerk off a lot to pictures of these young, like sexy girls. And they're hard. But when it comes to their wife or girlfriends, they're not. And I said, that's because you're not kissing anymore. That's because you're not romancing anymore. If you fondle and play and do foreplay, you should be erect. Or fantasize that the girl, your, your wife, is that girl, you you know, whatever. Or go get an erectile we implant. We no, get an implant. <laughs> or use the Viagra stuff. But definitely don't abandon your wife of 28 yeah. years for a piece of ass that's gonna dump you in a minute.
0: Yeah, well, that's all right. I'm I'm very driven, so that could have been part of it too. I mean, maybe, maybe that's what makes you go you know, through all these new Tommy, things though when
4: you're Tommy, taking Tommy, over the world. Tommy, Tommy, if you put yourself out there, I don't think it would be uh too long before somebody.
0: Yeah, but
4: you are pretty, you're beautiful actually, you're a lovely personality. Uh- and- the more we know you, the more beautiful you become. Well, thank you. it's true. Oh, I don't lie, honey. If I, if, I, if I didn't care for you, I'd say, oh, you look nice, pink hair, interesting. Yeah. <laughs>
3: love it. So so first of all, so you guys, um, Tommy does so many cool things. But one of the things now is that she, she does a bunch of great conventions. And she's got Motor City Nightmares, which is, where's Motor City? Detroit or something? Where's Detroit. More,
0: Detroit. Detroit. Yeah. Detroit.
3: And she's got some other conventions, so she had to come up with a new name for a company, and that's why she has Nightmare Events, because that's the new name of your company, right?
0: Exactly, yep. Because I'm, I'm, I'm branching out to different cities, because I have a one in Denver, and then I have two one-off shows that I'm actually doing here in uh, Burbank in 2025. So one is for V Neil, the three-time Academy Award-winning special effects lady, she was on Face Off, and the other one is—I haven't told anyone. This, this is the first time everyone is going to hear it. Is I'm doing 45 years of Friday the 13th. Oh, that's, that's awesome! Is it really, yeah. 45 years. In 2025, it'll be 45 years. So we've hadn't born here.
3: <laughs> we've actually had every—I think almost every person who's ever played Jason on the show over yeah. the years. Awesome. I think, man, I have a six-foot, six-foot Jason that you plug in and it goes. <laughs>
2: The machete and it stuff
3: does. like this. I love those animal I products. I
4: have a bunch. A lot of times I walk by it it automatically went on and it hit me. And I
3: also see, because you are you I see a lot of pictures with you with John Cunningham who's also been on the show many years oh. ago who's the founder yeah. John Cunningham is the founder of the whole franchise of
4: 1913. You know what we know what we're talking about but some of our guests watching don't know what we're talking about. Yeah. Now, um, you create a like a comic con Okay. I, yeah. What she does is she finds an arena, and then she invites celebrities in to do signings, book signings, and picture signings. And then what she does? you also did you did do film vendors. festivals. Yeah. you also do film festivals
0: and with you it. Film festivals at the same time. Yep.
4: And yes. if you want to buy things of the star, like say a a, a statue of me, but you know what I mean? Seriously, yeah. you can buy anything you want. It's a co- comic. Cohen. So who are yeah. some of the cool people that you had last
3: year at Motor City Nightmares that everybody will know?
0: Oh, I had, um, well, it was my 15-year anniversary, so I had a whole bunch of people. Um, Bruce Campbell was probably the headliner, and then uh, Ted Raimi, uh, Robert Kurtzman came in, and the um, Ash versus Evil Dead actors, Dana and Ray, came in, and then I had... Um, who else was there? There was a whole. Sean Cunningham was there with Kane Hodder, and I love
2: Kane Hodder. I
3: actually like love Kane Hodder. I've yeah. uh, known him from. He's one of the celebrities I met at my my second convention I ever went to. I think
2: Yeah. Was Kane
3: Hodder actually. Um, he's the coolest guy ever, uh, and he's, he's
0: everyone's favorite Jason.
3: He's everybody's favorite Everyone. Jason.
0: Yeah. Jason, yeah.
2: So.
3: Well, I have everything like King Hunter. And so I think he's awesome. And Friday is Friday the 13th like your favorite franchise.
0: Um, I can't say that for sure, but I'm very close with Sean, and I love I love the whole um business part of it, especially the sequels and everything that came of it. And I started making movies because I read this book called Filmmakers from the Fringe by Maitland McDonough. And in there she she states all of the, you know, uh Wes Craven and uh Sam Raimi, all the horror people that got started, like small and Sean Cunningham's um actually like his how he got started is what I modeled after. Because he he definitely um, you know, the the story in the book is a little different than the real story that he told me.
2: <laughs> of course.
0: But it's good because he, he was trying to sell after um. The the movie he did with Wes Craven, the um, what Last House on the Left. After that movie, he went and he was he wanted to do like um, family movies, soccer movies, you know, all these things. He was trying to sell it, nobody wanted it. So he he was his office next to him was a graphic designer that said, he said, oh, how about like Friday the Thirteenth, something scary with that? So he just did a design with Friday the Thirteenth coming through broken glass, and that's all he had. And he went into an executive, and they bought it.
2: So, so days, I wish you could do
3: that now. Nowadays, you can't really do that. Like, okay, like, I, I was
0: at AFM this year. I saw a
3: post on Facebook, so how'd it go?
0: It was well, I didn't like the venue. I, I, yeah. I said, I'm not going to go back, but the market was so good. Everyone was selling, everyone was listening to pitches. So, oh, it, wow. it was because of the strikes, everyone needed content. So, everything was bought up. So the the first the number one thing selling was horror of course but nobody likes to talk about that then horror comedy and then action other than that it was downhill So okay. Let's
4: let's review you. Okay. You meet a guy, you get married, and what about you, housewife or a career girl?
0: Um well I was always my mom was always like you can't stay home, you got to work. So I always started businesses at home. I mean, to the point of where I had an eBay store that took care of us for two years where I just made buttons and button jewelry and it like paid for all of our bills. But I always made we we're always making movies. we were always doing stuff. So I've done like 13 movies. And then. So wait, we started you write, the invention. Right. Write, write the writer.
4: Wait, I have to make it. We have simple people watching. A lot of people are old. They don't get it. We have to remember we have to satisfy all our audiences seriously i bring, i bring in the elderly so we have a tremendous uh 65 and over pop uh, viewership okay. and I, I have to make it easy for them because they don't get it right away so now you you made a fortune doing buttons and now you decide to do what after buttons
0: uh well i just that was just to keep us going because we were always writing and getting ready to make movies. So we started making these movies after we already had three of our kids. So we're like, okay, we're going to make movies. Because I tried doing the housewife thing. And I tried, you know, selling like, not like Tupperware, but like Tupperware-like companies. And I could never, I always, I could never keep up with the Joneses because I'm just too odd. So... <laughs> So that's when I said, all right, we're going to I read the read that book because it was a gift from from my husband to me. That book was for a birthday. And I said, we're just going to make a fucking movie. I said, the first first title that sticks with everyone, we're going to go with. So the first title, we wrote all these things down. Biker Zombies from Detroit. <laughs>
3: Biker Zombies from Detroit.
0: Yeah. Well,
3: uh, that
4: movie, I don't think I've ever seen it.
0: No, um, it's not. None of my movies are. Top tier. <laughs> <laughs> but when it came out I, at the video store, because that's how I, old it is, I, it was I, right next to Black Hawk Down. So.
4: The title sounds familiar. I've seen that title somewhere.
0: Yeah, it, it, because it's one of those titles that, you know, that's why we picked it. You so, like zombie
3: know. movies, though, because you've done lots of zombies. Zombies of Carnage, Cannibals of Carnage. You've done a lot of zombie yeah. shit.
0: I do. Well, zombies, because they're easier and cheaper to make. And I'm not a slasher person as much. I like creatures. so But I have created a bunch of different creatures, too. So. Okay, so
4: now you decide to do conventions. What made you think take that on? That's a big underdog. I love that one. That's my
2: favorite. Because
0: we wanted, I I was selling our movies all over, but we wanted a local um, people to see the movie. So I knew that their seat, their asses would be in the seats at my show if I brought everything together like that. Because I'd have premieres and special shows, things like that. I couldn't get to crowd in, but when I would bring in a whole bunch of celebrities and vendors they have to sit and watch my movies. So in between awesome. all of the film festival things, I'd show my movies.
3: It's easy to get the celebrities, but it's hard to get the
2: vendors, right? Well, I mean,
0: once, going, once they start making money from you, because a, a lot of the, the very beginning, I set up and I would vendor myself. I would have just buy stuff to sell. But then they just started coming. But I, I started going to Cinema Wasteland in Ohio, yes. and I love their the way they did things. So. I kind of modeled the show after them just to start because it's a, it's a good small show. It's really strong. So that's what I wanted to start with. And then it just kind of blew up after a while.
4: Okay, so, so what's next?
0: Next is um I am doing a bunch of different things. I'm shooting a movie this weekend with Vince Lozano and um, Augie Duke. I don't know, you guys might know Augie. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I,
2: I, great She's great. I will. It's
0: just, it's just a fun little short movie that my friend brought me on because he knew that I have some time in between my shows. So I said, all right, I can do it if I can finish it before Christmas. So <laughs> we start this weekend, we'll be shooting this, this um, during almost, almost up to Christmas. Have you ever been to Spooky Empire in Fort Lauderdale?
3: I mean,
2: I know
0: know them well because I know one of the guys that he passed recently, he used to get a lot of guests for me. His name was Matt. But I know um, that it's one of the best shows in the country.
3: That's how I actually built my whole horror everything. Um, I met everybody at Spooky Empire. I lived in Florida. Um, It's
0: a fabulous show. That's how I got
3: all the huge guests coming on this show when we first started it. People couldn't believe we had these huge, like Lance Henriksen and Malcolm McDowell stuff. That's how I got them. Um, yeah. And that's how I used because I was a celebrity clothing designer, and I would give them clothes, and then we would become friends. Oh. And that's how that's how this show basically like started uh, was getting really big people by going to Spooky Empire. And I was really good friends with them for a long time, and then somebody approached me to do a horror convention on a cruise, and um, and and so we were putting it all together, and it, it kind of like didn't didn't work out uh, it didn't work out and and everybody was got mad at me because I knew how much first of all spooky Empire even though we were gonna go from Tampa which is nowhere near Orlando he thought I was trying to compete with him even though it was different so he got mad at me and then yeah. spooky she knows Spooky yeah, Empire audience, and, uh, no. and then I and then I I um, a lot of the agents who represent the talent got mad at me because I knew how much and now I knew how much all their people made, yeah. you know, because they were all my friends and I, they would have told me
2: anyway. Right. <laughs> so now, so now
3: well, I don't, I think they would still be my friends if I saw them now because it's been 12 years or something.
0: Yeah, they would be because yeah, the, things with, when it comes to conventions, a lot of the promoters are very sensitive, sensitive yeah. men. Sorry. Yeah, it's you're right. My, no, you're I'm right. You're one of the only female owners <laughs> I
3: had a company, though, know, for a couple of years called Arcadium Entertainment, and we used to book people into the conventions. We had Chris Sarandon, and we had a bunch of really cool people. Yeah. Uh, but it's just too competitive because, like, I don't want to go every weekend, you know, with, with yeah. the people. If you don't, all the other agents steal your clients, you know, and it yeah. just got too much. And I was just like, you don't make enough money to do it. So, so right. I, you know, I stopped, but. But it's still a lot of fun. We like it. Ron and I, when we were in Pennsylvania, went to a couple of cool conventions. Um, did you go to LA Comic
0: Con then this past weekend? I did not. I was going to, but I'm prepping for this movie, so I couldn't. But okay. but I'm ready to go to all of these other shows coming up because I have flyers for all all of my upcoming ones here. Because I never thought I'd do a convention in LA because it's so competitive. But these two people, V. Neil and Sean Cunningham, are I am I just love them both so much, and I really would love to share them with the world because I know a lot of people know who they are, but to help brand them and then, you know, V, she's just a legend, and Sean, his legacy is amazing. So he I-
3: lives in a really cool house. Like, back in the day, people used to always yeah. talk about the house that he lives in. He's very nice. I actually was yeah. on, I a meeting with him a couple of weeks ago. and um... Well, we were
4: at a convention in Jer- New Jersey, and Bobby Benton was there, and I know Bobby. Well,
3: Barbie.
4: Barbie. What I said. Barbie Benton. Okay. Barbie Benton. What did I say? Bobby. Bobby. Oh, Bobby, Barbie, yeah. You
3: know who Barbie Benton is? You mm-hmm. might not be old enough. Yeah. Okay. And
0: I know. Oh, I'm, old. I'm old enough. I am <laughs> definitely old enough. I'm probably <laughs> old, older than you, Jimmy.
3: <laughs> no, I'm going to be
4: 60 next year.
2: I'm okay, probably. I'm 53,
0: so. Okay. <laughs> <Can I finish laughs> yes, you
2: can finish your story.
4: And I know Bobby for over 20-something years, and I said to Jimmy, oh, Bobby's going to be there. I bet you're going to have nobody. Nobody really knows her. What does Shiver do? Guess what? The line was out the door around the block and up at the moon. I walked over to her and I, of course, I skipped the line and went directly to her. And she sat on my lap and I said, What the fuck are you doing? Look at the people. She said, Shut up, they're paying. <laughs> I said, Bobby, I can't believe it. She said, Playboy did it. Yeah. And that was it. Bobby Benton is still the hottest number
0: around. And I yeah. love it. The sweetheart of a girl. Yeah. She's really did you know her? Um, I don't know her, but I know about of her. Very sweet. Who have been like this some past, of the biggest this past year at conventions? I've been uh doing stuff with Eileen Dietz. Yes. And her this year is blowing up for her. Not I think it's also because of the 50 years of exorcist, but I just think it's just like it's turned definitely because her agent helped everybody know what she actually did in the movie Exorcist. So sure. that was very big because nobody knew it was like a big dirty little secret that she did all that stuff. But now everybody knows. So it it just it just depends on how you brand and market people. It really hi Chris Rowe,
3: hi, Chris Rowe. we're friends with him oh, too.
0: Bro, yeah. not,
3: working,
2: Eileen is working a lot.
0: Yeah, she works a lot. Yeah. Her and I are really good friends. In fact, she's the one that introduced me to Sean Cunningham.
2: Oh, that's cool. You have yeah. to
0: stay in the
3: limelight, otherwise it's not good. Actually, so I have a question for you. So yeah. you went to Chris Rose's party, and I yeah. saw all your pictures, and you met with the girl. Who's the lady you love so much with the blonde hair? Which uh, is A lot of them. No, no, the, she has the comedian show where she's the comedian in oh, L.A.
0: Jean Smart. Jean Smart was there. Yeah.
3: I uh, love Jean
0: Smart. Oh, my God. she oh, is I love so Jean so Smart. fabulous. She's the nicest lady, too. She's She's no, you know, she, she was just so kind, so nice and I, beautiful. She's, she's really tall.
4: She's <laughs> a good actress. She's a good actress. She Everything. She's wonderful. I thought yeah. they should have put her. I, and I think she's
0: gay. I think she
4: a gay woman? I don't know.
0: I'm not sure. No, she was, she was there not with her. Kathleen Kinmont, but I know that they're just really good friends, so I have no idea.
3: We met Kathy Kinman at a at a premiere one time, also. But Is I think she's that cool, I think she's
0: cool
2: too. Luckily she's well. the one who
3: should have replaced the lady in Sex in the City. Oh, like, definitely. We, we thought she would have been great to replace. And she looks like her. Uh, the one who doesn't. Kim Kattral. the her her name. She looks
4: so much like Kim Kattral. at spooky. Yeah. And she could have replaced. And Kim she's Cattrall.
3: so funny.
0: Yeah. I, I just saw her Kim last. last I saw her last night. Chris Rowe had his Christmas party last night, so you'll see pictures later.
3: <laughs> Did you, did you see the um? I'd like, uh, I'd like to meet her.
0: Yeah, I want to meet her too. Did you yeah. see that
3: TV show she did where she's? I forgot the name of it. but It's on HBO. Where she's a comedian in Las H- Vegas. H- H-
0: I haven't H- seen it yet, but I heard about how mm-hmm. awesome it is. It's yeah. so good. It
4: didn't come back a third season. It's a shame. It didn't make it for oh. a third. Season. So uh,
3: it might come back though. Maybe
0: it'll. Yeah, it might. Who knows? After the strike, what's gonna I happen? I hope
4: so because we need good television. We don't yeah. have we, we don't have good television anymore.
0: I don't know. Mm-hmm. I love Stranger Things. There's a lot of foreign TV shows that Netflix is picking up that are really good. What and do you think of Squid Game? Did you watch Squid Game? I loved it. Um, i absolutely loved it but it reminds me of like old boy and you know all of those really graphic kind of um movies that i, I love
4: let's get back to the nitty-gritty
0: here okay, okay. sorry <laughs> i get i get off on tangents too that, that's
4: what i like the tangents. so you're at a party and he walks into the room and your eyes fall out of your head tell me why
0: what what party
4: you're at you are at a party yeah and he walks in the room. He. Who's you know, the he? He can be anybody. It's
2: and, oh, okay.
4: and your eyes fall out of your head. How come? What made you go bing, 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 bing? What kind of guy are you looking for? Or oh,
0: wouldn't. God. I the, the kind of guy isn't always about the looks for me. It has to be when I talk to them. Because I I speak in movie quotes and horror stuff. So I want someone that can identify with me but not someone that I'm gonna to have to support. They have to have, <laughs> I want someone that has their own shit, but can still talk <laughs> to at movie court level, you know? That's
4: awesome. <laughs> I have got to tell you, Adrian Barbeau, I said I would fix up. You know who Adrienne Barbeau I, I love,
0: love yeah, she's been at my show before. I but love She doesn't want to
4: get married. She said, I just want a companion. Yeah. But somebody that pays for my dinner. Wait, yeah. now I told this to uh, Courtney, and to another girl, and the girl on the show last week, and all these women said, "I want a man that pays for my dinner, that I don't have to pay for his dinner." Old school. And I thought, "What kind of bullshit is that? No woman has ever paid for my dinner, and ever will." Yeah. I'm all, what is it with you, brought, Do You go out with men and you pay for their dinner? Oh, I,
0: I usually, I, I, I don't. And if I do, then it's it's just a friendship. Well, <laughs> Your I'm friends, not, own man. Sorry. <laughs> I'm
4: not talking about business. I'm talking about a guy you're screwing. Yeah. You're sex with, and you have to pay for his dinner. I, never
0: yeah, heard no. I, I, I am old school. I like them to open my door. I definitely like to be treated like a woman. woman. But I'm yeah. older too, though. I'm older than probably a lot of So
4: no, you know nobody wants steak and No, rape. not really. Steak and rape. No. No one's a stake and rape anymore. Basically,
0: yeah. our,
3: audience, our audience is like 40 to 70. And most okay. of the we bring but these girls are, are usually like in they, their 50s These or
4: 60s. girls are beautiful with bodies of death. In my day, men would have given them the moon. And yeah. they go out with a fella and they have to pay for his dinner. Yeah. Aren't they ashamed, these men?
0: I you don't see. know. I don't like to date younger guys ever, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just like most of the older ones are are like kind and they would pay for your dinner and they'd be old school. So I don't run into a lot of where I'd have to pay for I'm anything. I'm talking about a date
4: now. I'm not talking yeah. about,
0: I don't so go on a very many dates.
4: So. <laughs> that was my next question. Do people date anymore?
0: I think they do. But when I, when I first moved here, I dated mainly just for sex. Cause I did not want anything else. I just wanted sex and that's it. <laughs> Because I needed to get my my husband out of my head. So I had to go and just have some sex. What did your
4: husband do that you're working in pictures? Um,
0: I don't know right now, but he was um, producing some of the auto shows or something. He was producing some of the auto shows, but I don't know.
4: What kind of work did he do when you were
2: together?
0: Well, he worked with me. He owned the conventions with me. He did the movies with me. And um, he gave it all up for a 20-something-year-old. Is he
4: still with that 20-something?
0: He is. They're married and they have a new baby, which I'm so happy that's them because there's no way I want babies. I just want maybe grandkids, but I am so happy.
4: And your kids are how old?
0: Uh, My oldest is 28. What? You have a 28-year-old? I have a 28-year-old and
4: then I have a 23-year-old. You look so good. You're an old kid. (laughs)
0: my youngest is 15 he's the only one that's still at home with me
4: you have almost a 30 year old
0: kid Mm -hmm. and she is she is fabulous she works for um i don't remember the name of it but she it used to be lighthouse Now she's at a different place and she um she does all of the production post stuff for like the simpsons what we do in the shadows and yeah. Um, Only how old were you when you
2: got pregnant? 16?
0: 25. No, my mom was 16 when she had me. But... No, wait, a
4: wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are older than dirt. I mean, give me your oh, break.
0: I'm 53. You're 53? Yeah. I said that earlier. I don't lie about my age because I don't want anyone. I think, I think, me. I think,
4: <laughs> I think I've lost all sense. Seriously. I'm 83 years old. And now I look at everybody and I think everybody's very young. I've lost my sense of age. When I was young, everybody seemed old. You know but you mean? look
0: so young.
4: So, like. When, when I was 19, I thought everybody was old, very yeah. old. Now that I'm 83, I think everybody's young. So, I would you at 54. <laughs>
2: 53.
0: <laughs> You're going ahead I, of yourself. <laughs> I would say 42. Well, thank you. I would like to look 29, but, you know.
2: (laughs) You
4: wouldn't want to look 29. I did not want to look 29.
0: I just want to have my mind I have now, the body I had then. So, you know. (laughs) How is
4: it? Well, I should talk. I have a 54-year-old daughter. And I look at her and I say to myself, who's this woman in my house? (laughs) Why is this woman here? What happened to my daughter? My daughter's staying with me now until she moves back to Long Island.
0: That's nice. That's
4: nice. Yeah, for, the, very, for the holidays. She's and
3: then, moving. Uh, the reason they're staying with us is because their lease expired, and they don't want to renew the lease because she's moving to Pennsylvania. So
4: one is moving to Pennsylvania, that and one sense. is moving to the Hamptons.
0: That's so. nice. You guys have someone to stay with. I my mom just passed last year, so it's been a really tough That's year. For well. My mom was only 16 years older than me.
4: So oh she was wow! Was she when she had her, my mom yeah. was
0: 16. A girlfriend
3: all those years. Actually, I saw though because I went through your Facebook page. Yeah. And it says you basically have two really good friends uh, who you lean on, and they're the Slaughter Sisters.
0: Oh yeah, my girl. In fact, I'm going to see them this weekend. The one is a a Maxim model, and the other is just she's just so gorgeous. It. Yeah, they are. They're gorgeous, and they're just as kind in their hearts.
3: And you're doing a movie with them, or because I, I I saw a post you did. It said something like you're gonna bring out and they finish the script or
2: something Slaughter for your post.
0: Right, because I have a TV show that I've been writing uh, through COVID, and it's called Whitman's Goblin. And the Slaughter Sisters are two Hold it. in it. Hold it. stop.
4: What is it called? Slowly.
0: Oh, the name of the show, the TV show that I'm creating is Whitman's Goblin. Whitman's,
2: Whitman's, Whitman's Goblin. God. And Whit- then. Whitman, like the chocolate Whitman's Goblin, Goblin.
0: Oh, Whit- yeah. Goblin. Okay. yeah, I Like, it's a, it's a fun little thing, like a supernatural and Stranger thing, So it's for young adults, but it's modeled after. Um, you ever see Secondhand Lions with Robert Duvall and Michael Caine? Yes, great
2: the movie. The two
0: main characters are modeled after them because I love that movie so much that you have those 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 older guys that. Um, kind of live on the outskirts of the um city, but they actually they take care of all of these creatures that they keep from the park that has to give from like second six, sixth cents. Six cents, yeah. Haley Joel Osmond, yeah. But there's something like so charming about their characters in there because I love both of those actors so much anyway, that I wanted I wanted to I do want something to like that to honor them also because they're now so my
2: favorite actors.
4: What is your opinion? Or how do you feel? Or how do you see it getting funding for a movie? What is
0: wrong? Why is oh, the
2: funding stuff?
0: wrong with it? It's just a, um, the one thing about it is there's no one way to do it. That's the hard thing. Um, at AFM this year, I saw a bunch of people get financing. I've re- I've actually met a bunch of people recently that uh, got some financing because right now everyone needs content. But you have to give up stuff for that. So you have to get like a distributor or someone like that, because a lot of independent people aren't don't want to um, give out their money. You know, a lot of uh, private investors, private investors are are harder right now. It's easier to go with the distributor. Why is that? Why is it harder with the private I, investors? I think it it's just because of after COVID, everybody's holding on to everything. I'm not sure. But I, I know that the distributors are all, they all want to give some money and it together but they will own most of your project.
4: There's, yes, it is creative control, handle. right? There's a rumor, there's a rumor going around that I heard from a couple of people that the investors are afraid the bottom's gonna fall out and that we may go into a sort of a depression or a recession and they don't want to part with their money. Have you heard that rumor?
0: Um I that's something that's always across the board. People always say that it all the time. That's just to me, that's just like another Thing that their reason why they're not getting their financing because if your project is strong enough and you have people behind you you can do it you can get it done because I I had 13 movies they are all privately invested in you know what I mean and um they they weren't the greatest but still I I'm trying to um uh get some uh studio stuff going right now but I'm working with Sean Cunningham on that so it's
3: Oh, so and, his man helped you open up some doors because he's Yeah, assuming- well
0: actually we both helped each other because um he wants to um do a remake a house. I don't know if you remember house the with yes. William Cat and George Went you know. So I I took his script. And I, I work with Warren Zide. I don't know if you know who he is, Zide, no, Perry. I know
3: the name, but I don't
0: know him. Okay. Well, he, he created American Pie, Final Destination series. He's, he's a big producer right now. He's working with Darren Afronsky, but That's I'm kind cool. of, I'm, i when I first moved here, cause I've known him for a long time, I asked him if he would be my mentor. So he's my mentor when I bring him projects. So what I did is I I just bring him every so every so often I bring a project that I think is strong enough. I brought him house and immediately because he's like he'll just pass really fast. He's very he's one of those Hollywood producers that, you know, you, you just like you just listen to. So I brought him house and right away he hooked us up with his executives to rewrite it. So we're very close to. Bringing it out because it's a great IP. Oh,
4: so to, so to stop the rumor, you've financed 19 films so far.
0: Oh, 13, but they are old. It was a long time ago, and it's it's harder unless you know people, unless you know rich people that are willing to part with their money. Like they, I call them BSDs, big swinging dicks, people <laughs> that will that they would spend that money anyway in uh, Atlantic City or Vegas for the weekend. That it doesn't matter because they can write it off on their uh, taxes if they lost it for any reason, or they can write it off for a couple of years till it starts making money. Because it right. takes a little while for the investment in a movie to, to make back their money, so the investor can use that as a loss for a couple of years. So, so I, my you, thing is, I'm really solid with my paperwork and my prospectus because if you're good with that and if you have your ROIs, that's all they look at. They don't care about the script. They don't. Care. They might care about who's in it. But they just want to know how much money they're going to make it back, when they're going to make it back. So the paperwork is key. And that that's hard because when I wanted to just be a creative, it was tough. I had to learn how to do all of the business and all the contracts before it really. Now,
4: I have so many friends, good friends. You know them
2: all. Yeah.
4: They've got all with Marcel and, and Joe and everybody. Yeah. And they say that if you don't have a big name, you don't get financed. And you don't believe that.
0: I I don't because um, working with someone like Warren Zide and even Sean, um, if the content is good, it it's good. There's no. Right. Way around
4: it. If if the investor is not interested in reading the script, how does he know the content?
0: Oh, they don't care about it. They want to see the ROI. They say what I uh, in my in my paperwork. In the says, the in
2: says, like the return
0: movies that the made world. a lot of money: that's that's Texas that's 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 money. Chainsaw
4: Man, all of. the film hasn't been made how do you know what the returns based on
3: other films that are
4: similar
0: based on other films that are similar but for me i had a track record so i was able to do that
4: that's bullshit they did the second gone with the wind and it bombed it didn't make a
0: nickel yeah but that's way back when Things, things have changed things have changed so much every year um the models change this year the biggest thing is streaming nobody cares much about theatrical but Horror is the only thing making money in the theaters because it's made for such a low amount of money. Because even Godzilla is gonna surpass Oppenheimer, the new Godzilla that just and came the out. The
4: quality of what's out there stinks, and people are complaining. Well, that's
0: opinion, though. That's opinion.
4: No, no, people are complaining. The greater majority of TV watchers are complaining. I get it in Facebook all the time. and so i talking, no, talking about movies. I'm talking about movies. I'm talking about movies. All these $50 million movies you go to see.
0: Yeah. Or not, <inaudible> are not yeah. quality. I think that's what A24 has brought to everyone. Is They're not those big, huge movies, but they actually, the content and the stories are phenomenal. You know, you see Midsummer, And I didn't like Infinity Pool that much, but a lot of people did. I didn't
3: like Midsummer. Um, Oh, I
0: liked Midsummer, but I love Heredity and, you know, all of the different things.
2: I don't like that one either. Yeah,
0: see, but that's opinion, though, because... My final
2: question on
4: this... My final question on the subject is how would you advise people out there who are thinking of producing films because we have so many people that are not qualified coming into our business, which I resent. Common housewives or uneducated people. And they think they're going to produce a film and make a fortune. And they don't know the rest from their elbow or how to get money for the film or what the film. They don't even know what the film is about. Just as there are so many people now that pay to get in film, which I despise. And I'm against it and I fight for it because I worked on a film with one of those buy-in people and I wanted to kill myself (laughs) because I looked looked like I was overacting, but I wasn't overacting. I was doing the right job, but the person wasn't. So it made me look bad and I'm furious about that. And I tell everybody, I will not be in a movie if you all have buy-ins, no way. Right. Too many people wanna be in our business. Yeah, and they don't have the qualification they have not trained they i mean i'm in the business 64 years so i had to learn something in 64 years and it yeah. shows on film but if you have nothing and you give three thousand dollars to be in a movie that so you can tell your friends i'm in a movie and you go to a red carpet you think you're a movie star so you wear a gown at three o'clock in the afternoon and you look like an idiot
0: okay i've been to those i've been to those premieres too <laughs> What is your feedback,
4: my Tommy?
0: <laughs> feedback? You don't crowdfund. You crowd, you crowd, I'm, I'm fine with crowdfund. I, I crowdfunded I just, at the very beginning, but I, I never sold speaking roles. I only I, sold kills. Yeah, only, see, I'm fine with that. only if you want to die. I would never sell speaking roles because they have to be good actors. There's no way that you're going to have a tiny movie, and if you you have bad actors in it, You won't make very many movies after that.
4: The film I'm talking about, I won't mention the name of the the film. But the uh, producer went and got everybody in Pittsburgh, this little town, to be in the film. Never had any of them acted. If you see this film, you want to shoot yourself because you can't stand another minute of it. And... I make fun of it all the time because it looks bad. I had a very big part in it. I played a very mean cop from New York who goes to Pittsburgh and pushes people around. But I'm looking for... He was good at it. I'm looking for... Well, because I'm 64 years. I'm looking for the murderer who killed this fella, and they're blaming it on some creature that comes out of the river. And I don't believe it. There's no such thing as a creature coming out of a river. You did it. And the guy... It was his brother. And he said to me, oh, you're a bastard. I almost stanked it, right? <laughs> you know, this Here, I, I'll give you a little bit of what I did. Brooklyn accent. Don't tell me you didn't do it. There's nothing out there in the river. You're telling me there's a monster in the river. You're crazy. You did it. You did it. You killed your brother. And he looks at me and says, oh, you're a bastard. <laughs> I look at the camera. I said, "What the fuck is going on here?" Out of your mind? energy, I blew out my ass, and this guy is you. It's so I agree friend. with you. I'm finally with crowdfunding for perks that are not
0: perks. Uh, yeah, like DVDs, for of DVDs,
3: autograph stuff, get to visit the set, any of those things. But I don't like it when they do it for the actors. Yeah. So
0: it, because that that your project because that you put so much into the writing, the everything else, it can take it down. One bad actor can take take down so much of the movie.
3: I also think so. I'm gonna Oh tell them. me. <laughs> oh tell me that
2: I have a question Ooh. though about the AFN people that I've
3: got
4: to conclude this for the people. So the critics wrote ready, ready for this that the movie had all amateur actors.
0: Oh, all. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> I got included in that. All
3: amateur actors, yeah. not even actors. But they got everybody to vote for it because that's like fifty-five star reviews on IMDb because they've got everybody to vote for it. You know, but,
2: but I, I want to go. With, oh, oh,
3: okay, non, okay, non-professional. I want to go back to AFM for a second. Okay. Uh, so when you, when you have people that are pitching like projects, they're pitching it that they're also going to be producing it. Or are they basically just selling the concept and they are done with it?
0: Um, a lot of the times they want to be a part of it, but they have to be able to be ready to release it if they want it made sometimes. So you have to read the room kind of thing. Um, right. But the people that are insistent that they direct or they do this, this, those people probably won't oh, get yes.
2: funded. That's yeah. right.
0: They don't okay. get taken seriously because, you know, you have you have to go with the process. And, and a lot of times you can prove yourself by the time the contracts are finished by being a part of it. But you do have to, you have to sacrifice some stuff. It just and depends. you also,
3: what about, what about, so basically like if you do that, you you lose your creative control and they change scripts and ideas and stuff. And they sometimes
0: it. it's the way you negotiate your contracts. It always goes back to the contracts. The way you negotiate things are key. If they love your script, they'll probably say, yes, you can, have the creative stuff, you know, like I am working with Sean Cunningham. Some of the executives wanted him to change stuff and he's like, Mm-mm, and he changed it the way he wanted to. And it's fabulous. So, Sometimes listening to those people, because there's a reason he has all of those, you know, those movies. So but those executives listen to him and let him do it. And now everything's flowing. So it just depends on how you approach it and how you work with people, because people are very fragile sometimes.
4: Yeah, very. Tommy, one more question. Sure. Will you get funded if you do not have a poster and a deck?
0: Uh, Probably not. Uh, a, a deck, a deck is is very important because you need to have an okay. explanation of what you're doing, but you have to have your paperwork too at the same time. don't
4: tell our audience what a deck is.
0: Oh, a, a pitch deck or a pitch deck is for movies, a Bible, a show Bible is for TV shows. And it depicts all of the things that you want in the movie or that what you what you see the movie as. In uh, the Stranger, the Stranger Things pitch deck, they used all old other movie stuff to uh, show how this movie was going to be made because they didn't have any original stuff. So they would bring in, you know, other movies and they put under it exactly what they wanted. And it's a very simple pitch deck, but it works. So sometimes the simplicity of it's better. And I sometimes put in some of my paperwork, like my the different movies that make a lot of money or the stars that are worth it. Right. It just depends on who you're talking to. Because I, I adjust each pitch deck to who I'm presenting it to.
2: Right. Okay. So I
0: research on those people or that company, and then I will change it accordingly.
2: Next question. Wait, wait, wait. wait.
4: I was told by a very big uh, director, I won't mention who, okay. that no one reads a script, not even the actor. They just want to know how much money they're getting. Is that true? Or do actors read scripts? I'm playing stupid now.
0: Um, If they're not making a ton of money, they read the script because they they want to use it for something else. If they're making a ton of money, they probably don't, a lot of times they don't care unless they're top tier. But if it is like, like Augie had to read this script before she signed on because she had to make sure it's going to be worth her time. She's getting paid, but it's such a small movie. She's not getting a ton. When she read it, she was on because it's it's a psychological thing more so than anything else. And it has the possibility to be great if the two actors in it can hold their own. And right now they can, so I have high hopes for it. <laughs> it's called sure. Thou, Thou I, Shalt Kill.
4: <laughs> I, I'm, in, I'm in six films coming up as they get funded. I've read all six scripts. And uh, one, I, I didn't feel uh, that, that they gave me the right, so I kindly told... Matter of fact, at a Christmas party, I told the uh, producer and director that I didn't think it would be good for me, and they understood because I gave them a reasoning why. I didn't just say, "Blah blah blah," but yeah. it just wouldn't be good for me because yeah, I'm re- I'm reestablishing my career because I retired for too many years, so I'm like a new guy coming back on the block, yeah. and I have to be very careful what I do so I don't get casted as one of those bad actors.
0: <laughs> right, and that's that's those. Actors like you definitely read it because they want to because it means something for them more so. It's not mm-hmm. as much about the money, it's about, and those are the people that read the scripts. It's not
4: about the money at all. So, right. Well, for some really people about,
0: it is, but for you know, a majority of the oh, actors, it's not. You know, oh, I, I've
4: read one script that I cannot wait to do. Good. You're going to find it interesting. It's called Typo Negative.
0: Oh, and one of my favorite like, bands. I love that band. Yeah. No, I,
4: I play a gay vampire who has a daughter, and I'm training my daughter on how to be a vampire. Oh. It is one of the most interesting scripts I've read in years. the The writer takes us into another world where nobody can go but vampire. It's probably. The best movie, the horror movie, we're going to see in a long time. If it shoots the way it's written, unicorns are in it and fairies and. It almost and sounds it.
0: like a Brian Lumley book. He did all those. It, yes, movies. I, I
4: also there. think so. Yeah, and I can't wait to do it. And I think it's going to be a plus.
0: Well, my- the the thing I'm doing for V Neil is V's Vampire Weekend. So we're bringing in everybody that's ever played a vampire. So you got to come to the show, and you can promote the movie by then if you want. <laughs>
2: Yeah, by 2025, we should have it Oh, yeah. It'll, it'll
0: yeah.
2: be, yeah. be my last movie.
4: Movie. I'm, I'm, I'm starring in it. So that yeah. is my first starring role since years ago. My
3: my My last AFM question. People pitching the films, what kind of budgets were they, you know, in between X and X?
0: So I watched a lot of the different things, and I paid attention. A lot of the times, you do not tell them a budget. You don't give them those parameters.
3: Okay, so if they like the idea, that if they
0: they're like gonna- the idea. They will say, "Well, let me see if I, you know." And if you wanted a higher budget or something else, they they will create something where they partner with other companies. If you need more, so going into it because I was, well, I don't know, you guys know who Cassie and Elwiz is. Yes, I do. Okay, so we I watched it, the they did a big pitch session, and that was the one thing he said when people pitched with the budget. He goes, "Never, don't put the budget in there because that makes me roll my eyes." He said, just you project.
2: roll my eyes. Makes you roll your eyes. Makes him roll
0: his eyes. And he, you don't want Cassian to roll his eyes in a meeting. <laughs> what about,
3: okay. Take that then to the individual. What if you were going, but if you're going to a private investor, you would want the budget
2: in there. Well, in
0: the private, it's diff- yeah. Private investors, different production company. They, they can see from your pitch. If they can see the movie, they'll finance it. Sometimes they'll give you more. It just depends on what it is. because But you have to allow them to build the movie with you. You can't right. say, well, I'm not gonna do it if I can't direct. Well, I'm gonna, you know, you have to be able to be fluid and and go with, with everything. And you do have to sacrifice a lot, especially if you if you need the money, you have to play the game.
4: Right. Is it more expensive to bring the production to a state where there's a tax deduction?
0: Incentive.
2: It Incentive. is. If it's not a big
0: budget, because I I come from Michigan where we had that huge tax incentive and everyone came running there, um, and a lot of the they're set up. A lot of them are for the bigger budgets. They're not set up for small budgets of a few million and under. They're set up to make you know it easier for millions of dollars. Because the idea of tax credit is they're bringing business in. So if it's a tiny movie, it's not worth it. they are not going to get your funding.
4: Explain to my audience what a tax state is.
0: Okay. I'll explain. The tax credit in Michigan, you got 40% back of everything above and below the line um, for bringing the production there. So you'd fill out all loads of paperwork, and then you'd explain everything. And then after all the expenditures are out, they would give you money back from the state, the state would pay you because you're bringing hotel rooms in, food, you know, all of these things that you're bringing in. But in Michigan, they wouldn't allow me to use the tax credit because I lived there. So I hired other companies in- hey, Go back,
4: that doesn't sound right.
0: Right, because they were trying to bring in outside money. They weren't trying to use the money. So I, oh, so-, so I hired production companies from LA to come in and do that and I just ran it and that worked. So there's always little loopholes that you can do, but you just have to, I mean, you'll get frustrated sometimes, but you you just have to move past it. Something happens, you know, because right. like yes. on any of the projects that I'm on, I could be the red shirt. I could be kicked off and I have to be ready to parlay that into something else and not get all pissy about it because I want to keep those connections still. Right. One more question
4: that you can have the floor. Is it, this is all for young people who are watching who want to come in the business. That's why I'm doing all of this. We know this shit, but they don't know the shit they're going to have to go through. Um, do you think or is it true or I have heard that an actor will not commit to your script unless they're paid ahead of time or they know the budget? No,
0: that's not but, I, have found, I have not found that out because if if they believe in you or they know your reputation you should not- right, you know let's say if you were going to do a movie and
3: and you're gonna you're looking for I'll give an example david ducomney i don't know i don't know david ducomney but i want david ducomney to star in my film but i don't have any money yet do you think that uh, like basically can you get a commitment from an actor who's uh, you know an a-list actor to be in a project Without having any money,
0: only if you know them personally, <laughs> or That's you know right. their agent personally. Like Cassie and Elwiz helped Saw get made. Right, That's how that happens. So if you know people that will be in your corner and believe in you, then yes, you can. But just going out of the gate, no, they're gonna you. You can't get past their secretary. You can't even get to the agent. is hard. You know what I mean. So unless you know them and they believe in you, because this is a business about relationships. Because Absolutely. I've been
2: totally. able to do That's so much not
4: being
0: uh, not being related to anyone just because I build relationships.
4: Jimmy thinks I'm crazy, because I have I wrote a movie, and I want a certain star to be in my movie, and I said to Jimmy, "I'm going to knock on her door. I want Fran Drescher, but right now she's still coming out of the union crap. Right, and I know Fran Drescher, so." I'm not going to do her agent or her manager because right. they'll help me. Because you know me. I'm right. going to call Fran up, say let's have a lunch, exactly. and then I'm going to pitch her the script.
0: Yeah, because then he'll tell her agent this is what I'm doing, and that's
4: yeah, that's how it gets done. I tell him that all the time. Yeah. She, you can go knock on their door. He wants you to just show up at somebody's
3: door and knock on. I the door. knocked on. That her? Her? I,
0: would nope. that. I would do that too. That's how. Stubborn, I am. I okay,
3: I, friend, Tommy. We've you know, had Fran Drescher on the show, we don't really know her. We had her on the show one time five years ago or six I years ago.
4: That's how I know her. She knows,
0: but then I you am. do your research and you realize, oh, Fran Drescher is was really good friends with uh PJ Souls. So let's see if I can talk to PJ, you know what I mean? So well, I
2: would for different different
0: things, different things different and build on it. Sean
4: Kanin knows how he worked on her show, but. Well, I forgot my Her senior moment. So, sorry. I
3: want to go back to you, though. So, so your
4: movies, because I noticed, like, even the
3: movies you did that didn't have big budgets back in the day Little Red Devil, uh,
0: Born of Earth. I mean, you had big people like Brad Dourif. I mean, he's huge. Like, you had yeah, huge. Well, it's because people. the only reason I got Brad Dourif is because of my relationship with James Russo. James Russo had been in a couple of my movies, and he's like, hey, Brad's my buddy, and we've never done a scene together, and he just got new teeth. So, can he come? So he comes and does this scene and he pulls his teeth out, throws it in the guy's cup so they can have this scene together. So I got him for a song and a dance because I of know, like- Because
3: like, everybody loves you and everybody like knows you. Like, I, there's not a person like in the horror world, in the horror community who doesn't know you. Cause everybody I talk to, they're like, oh yes, yes, Tommy's great. I love Tommy. Yeah, Tommy. I mean, so you've done an- excellent oh, I got
0: a lot of haters just so you know too. So-
4: We <laughs> <laughs> all
2: do. It.
0: You know what? We all do,
4: don't we? <laughs> You know why I'm making this show a tell-all show? Mm-hmm. Because I want to discourage people out there who think it's easy. Oh, I need to know from you how difficult it is yes. so they don't waste their time and come into business.
0: Yes. Well, I've if sacrificed are, so are, much for so long <laughs> that I know. Yeah.
4: Absolutely. If you have gone to college and you're trained in this area, and if you have fortitude and great strength and patience, it's <laughs> a lot of time. I have one movie. come up. into the business. Listen to what Tommy is saying. Tommy, don't think you could beat her. She's an exceptional woman. This woman, <laughs> this woman lives. She lives movies. Breathes
5: it. No it. That's it.
4: I live and breathe it. That's she has life. no life. She simply lives movies. <laughs> so you have to give up life to be like Tommy. And live in movies. And, I, then, and then you'll be as great as... That, is, that
0: is my life, and I love that. I love, I love, I love every step of my life. I, I enjoy the moment, so...
4: I have not done this show with anyone else. I know you. And I said to Jimmy, I'm going to work it as an industrial show. We have never done an industrial Industry, show.
3: Industry, not industrial. Industry show.
4: Industry? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> whatever doesn't matter. i know what you're talking
0: about I'm good.
4: <laughs> industrial, whatever the fuck and i chose you because i know your reputation Thank and i know you're a good talker and i know you're going to give me the answers i'm looking for
2: yeah
4: please out there
2: stay Definitely out not of easy stay
4: easy. out of our business if you don't know what the fuck you're doing we don't need you in here or get a mentor
3: to teach you how to
4: do it before right. you start and that, that's what i do.
3: hello jimmy star show with ron russell listeners why are so many dogs suffering from health issues
0: Do is I I what I call it like, I collect people and I love the people that I meet like you, Twyla is someone that I met at one of those premieres. Twyla's but I best. just oh, loved loved her and I brought her to the sandbox with Sean and everybody and it it just clicked because she is one of those people that I don't know. There's something about her that I know yeah. can, uh, do, do so much.
4: You know how good she is. Yeah. A stranger that she met needed a kidney. And she gave one of her kidneys.
0: I know she's she is, sometimes she's too kind. I won't give my kidneys away because my I kids may eat them. Eat them.
3: <laughs> I agree with that, but she's a fabulous. I'm actually working on two projects. I love her, she's, Twyla. and yep. she's very, very good. Um, I know. To them. All right, we
4: gotta go because we've got
3: another mm-hmm. guest.
4: So you guys, you can follow. Tommy. Tommy, thank, you. On. thank you for all the info you gave us, and I hope that you've made people that are watching understand. That the business is not easy. And you
3: guys check out Exit 33. I was gonna play the trailer, but we were talking and we didn't have enough time because Exit 33 looks like a great movie. It's got oh. King, you guys, who's like an icon in the world of horror, and he's fabulous, and you guys will love him.
0: And I gave him his first kissing scene, and he wrote it in his book about that movie. So oh, I, I didn't know who you were
3: when I read the book. I didn't know who you were. you <laughs> I know who you are. So, uh, so you guys, and we wish you and your family and everybody a very merry, merry Christmas.
4: Christmas and enjoy and yourselves. Is there a red carpet coming up that we're going to be at? Well, I don't know if we have anything coming up.
0: I don't know, but I don't know. <laughs> we'll see you there. And we'll anything
3: you, anything. If you need anything, please let us know. We love having you on.
0: Thank You're you. so. so you. cool. That smile
4: is so wonderful. You have the most <laughs> welcoming smile. That's why people throw money at you.
0: Uh, they don't throw money, Emmy. It wouldn't oh, be in my bedroom right. here. <laughs> throw money. At me.
2: I love it. All right,
4: Tommy. Thank you so happy, much. Happy, everything wonderful. Bye bye. Thank you. Bye bye, you guys. Take. Care. She's a darling. Isn't she She's an fabulous? Absolute darling. I love her to death. Um. And so smart, and so in the business. I so, I so respect her. You know, so many jerks are in our business. They don't know the rest is from their elbow. And it's nice to speak to a woman that. Absolutely had all the right answers to all the questions I gave her. So now we're gonna bring on our next guest, you guys. Go ahead, let's bring him in. What's
5: hey going Luke, on? how
4: are
3: you,
5: you doing? Oh man, I'm doing so so good. It is such a privilege and an honor to speak with you guys.
3: Oh, it's an honor to- so actually let me introduce you and then I'll tell you a quick story. All right, everybody, now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Starr show with Ron Russell, singer, songwriter, the performer,
2: Luke Harrison. Hello and welcome to the show.
5: Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for having me. It's uh, amazing to be here. This is my co-host, Ron Russell.
4: How do you do? Now, all the young girls out there, you know, are screaming. They all think you're so cute. So, <laughs> I, I, I first question, you have a girlfriend?
5: Uh, I don't. No, not right now. Good.
4: So, all you young girls out there, he's available...
3: So I want to tell you, so we've had two other people from Australia on the show. Three, actually. We, yeah. had, um, we had one of the guys who was in The Lord of the Rings, and I forgot his name. And we had a lady who, like, won a bunch of rounds on The Voice Australia. And then we had Guy Sebastian uh, on no the way. show. No way. And so we had Guy Sebastian on the show when he was touring the United States, you know, and people didn't know him. And we had a, a big audience, so they brought him on. Yeah. They Just to bring him on the show. You know, to get wow. him out there. So so you're our fourth Australian, and you're a pop star like Guy Sebastian.
5: Do you like Guy Sebastian? Well, you want to know a funny story? Yes. I love Guy Sebastian, and I actually uh, performed with him uh, at the 2018 Commonwealth Games. In oh, there you Australia. go. So, yeah, we were on stage singing together in the finale of this uh, ceremony like the Olympics, but, you know, for the Commonwealth. And um, I just remember meeting him, seeing him backstage. He's, like, the nicest guy that i've ever met he is such a delight to work with and, and he's uh, a
3: yeah. superstar you know, for
5: australia he's a superstar
3: so we have, yeah. wait a, we have a chat room full of people say hi to everybody in the chat room
5: what's going on everyone in the chat room i'm trying to can i can i see them what they're
3: saying I think you can go in the comments say hi to b claudia you'll see if you go to comments instead of private chat i think you can
2: see it say hi to
3: b claudia she's like talking about you getting in a car and on your instagram <laughs> And stuff so, what's going on, B? How are hey, you?
5: She's in Germany. She's in Germany. Wow, um, I, I would love to go to Germany, that would be amazing. You will eventually. You'll so, go. what
4: kind of singing do you do?
5: Well, you know, currently I am a pop contemporary singer, um, but I have loved singing all genres throughout my life. Funnily enough, I started in musical theater, so I toured around Australia doing a lot of shows. Uh, I was Friedrich in The Sound of Music and uh, Michael Banks, Mary Poppins. And that was the real start for me in this industry. And so I progressed from there into, you know, jazz. And uh, I was a big boy soprano back in the day uh, before my voice transitioned. And so having that classical operatic training uh, and that experience has been, you know, insane. There was uh, no one that I knew in, you know, my school or where I was at. Um, that was doing you know singing like that and so it was really interesting because I'd go to school and no one would really know um, you know a guy that sang opera as a 12 year old right Uh, and so that was just crazy in itself to um, you know have that training and and be in that genre but now as I'm 19 and you know out in the world now it's uh, more pop and contemporary and I'm loving it Loving every step. I'm
3: so glad that you
5: would. So you, you did *Sound
3: of Music*, *Mary Poppins*. Were you Oliver in *Oliver*, or were you somebody else?
5: I was the Artful Dodger in okay. *Oliver*. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it was uh, an amazing. We will amazing, rock amazing you. Job.
3: you. were in *We Will Rock You*. You were in *Strictly Ballroom*. So you've done a whole bunch of theater.
5: Yes. Yes. Loved theater. Loved would you
4: like to be in New York theater?
5: I would love to be in New York theater. Absolutely. Yeah, it's well, been one like of my dreams. I'd
4: like to go to New York and audition. Uh, you're clean. But if you can sing, I think they'll hire you. I think you might have a good shot at it because you're good looking and that's important. And so here's what we're going to do. You know, and you're 19. They like that because they could mold you their way, you know, directors and producers. They don't like okay. attitude. And when you're 19, you're innocent and in that sells. So I think you're going to be very successful, my friend. So I had here- a good feeling about you. So, you guys, Luke has two songs. We're going to play them both while
3: we have him on. But the first one is his single that he released. It's called Make Me Better because it has an actual music video. And um, it hit number 25 on the Billboard Adult Contemporary charts, uh, number 5 in in the UK, USA, and Canada iTunes pop charts. And I also saw it was number 4, though, someplace. So someplace hit number 4, right?
5: Yeah, it actually went number 1 in France and Germany for a day which is, like, mind-blowing. So number one in Belgium, number two in France, number one in Germany for a day. And when I saw that, I was, like, just blown away. It was incredible. (laughs) To know that people, you know, on that side of the world are, you know, listening to your music. A lot of people think Australia is so, so far away. Um, But I guess through, you know, watching people starting to listen all around the world, it's actually kind of brought my perspective in a little bit to see, you know, just so many people come together, uh, which I have loved. So well, so let me ask the, you
4: media, then. the media is one neighborhood.
5: Mm-hmm. You
4: know, everybody's in one neighborhood now. We're not anywhere all over. Yeah. What does yeah. that mean? It means because of the media right now. Because of the media, right
2: yeah. Now, yeah, because we have
4: people in every country listening to this yeah, right, right now. Yeah, right now we have over 5 million viewers. Or that's what we get a week. Results so over anywhere between two and a half to five million people are watching you. Right
3: we have now. a huge UK audience because our our, our our show's number twenty-one on the Apple be, iTunes before, charts. Before the
4: computer, the before the are
3: twenty-five here.
4: Can you shut up for a fucking yes. minute? All right, you never shut <laughs> up. Oh,
3: we do that all the time.
4: Don't worry about it. <laughs> you're good. You're good. You're good. across. That's important. Okay, get it across for everybody that's watching this boy to, if his music's good, which I'm sure it will be when we hear it, that years ago, we couldn't possibly promote him the way we can now with the media. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Correct. You would never have been found. You would still be in Australia singing in a, in a pub. Well, actually, he didn't sing in any No, but I'm just but being, I'm being, you know, facetious. Ass, I'm being smart ass. Now, you're international, as of today, you are an international performer. And you can advertise that because of our show. You can use your name, Luke Harrison, international performer. And you're hit on the charts in every country. So I have a question.
3: What kind of music did you listen to? Before we play the video, what kind of music did you listen to growing up? Do
5: you, you like boy bands? Yeah, so funnily enough, I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday. I grew up listening to so much diverse music because... I did so much performance in diverse genres. So a lot of musical theater, a lot of One Direction, a lot of Taylor. Um, I am a huge, huge Harry Styles and Charlie Puth fan. Um, but I was actually talking to someone yesterday. My sister got me into a lot of R&B stuff. And so you know a few years ago, I started listening to uh, bands like Mint Condition, Love uh, it, and you know, breaking my heart is like one of my favorite songs right now. And I've been loving, you know, experimenting with, I guess, so many different genres. We've had um, all of but, those. Yeah. Bands.
2: we've
3: had all those bands on our show in the past. Shy, yeah. and we just had a. Uh, Don't go breaking my. I forgot who the name. Don't of, the name go of. We had. Me. No, we had. We've had a whole bunch of them. That we have all the different. We've had all the rock stars. We've had um, pretty much, like, everybody, you know, we've had, well, you're young, but, like, we've had, like, Chicago, Earth, Wind & Fire, like, all these huge
5: wow, bands wow. on the
2: show. So where are you from that. in Australia?
5: So, I grew up on the Gold Coast. That's where I was born, uh, in Queensland. But now I live in Brisbane. And a lot of people, you know, when they hear Australia, they think Sydney or Melbourne, uh, which are the big cities down south. And Brisbane's pretty big, too. Um, But we're just a little bit further north. So right now, it's like 110 degrees every day. Humidity. It's crazy. It's Florida weather. So I'm from Florida. So
4: I'm from Florida.
3: When I hear
4: hear Australia, the first thing I think of are sharks. (laughs) Sharks? (laughs) People go in that water. I will never know. There's a lot of hey, sharks. Serious, shark right? shark, inf- shark infested.
5: There they're actually, yeah, there are a lot of sharks. But if you pick the right beach, you're fine. It only I actually happens in certain beaches. And we have shark nets that you know protect everyone. Um, but I think I was reading as I was reading a study or something came up on my Instagram where it was like, you're more likely to fall out of bed. And, and, and die from falling out of bed than getting eaten yeah. by a shark in Australia. Yeah,
3: that's probably true, but we'd right. still be afraid. Yeah, I watch <laughs> horror movies, movies and stuff, so it
4: makes me more afraid. And, and I'm from Long yeah. Island. I'm from Long Island, New York. And if you saw the movie Jaws, it mm-hmm. was photographed where I come from. And we have yeah. the great white great whites out there. So I, yeah, never, yeah, go yeah. The I never go in the ocean. I only go on pools. All right, so
3: here's what I'm I want to do. terrified of sharks. Here's what I want to do. So, one, uh, we're going to play Make Me Better, but I'm going to let Luke introduce it. So here's what I want you to do. Just say who you are. This is the music video for your new song, whatever you want to say, Make Me Better. And then you hang on. We're going to play it for everybody to see it, and then we'll come back and talk about it.
5: Sounds good. All right, go for Hello, part. everyone. My name is Luke Harrison. This is my new single, Make Me Better. The music video is all yours right now. Thank you.
1: I wasn't messed, nothing left, didn't know my right from wrong Stuck on repeat, heading down, down a road, to a place I don't belong That's where you found me, I'd lost all my sense of clarity, But you saw me clearly, your eyes, your smile gave me all the hope Cause you think I'm worth it You're making me into something new Everything I have is yours This is what I've waited for
3: I love it the chat room loves it i think it's a great song and now is the girl somebody you dated or that's just a friend
5: no that's just a friend of mine uh who's an amazing actor um yeah who was working on the video with us uh not someone i dated no um <laughs> i love that question though that's so good. Everyone, does ask <laughs> that. everyone everyone in my life asks that every friend i have is like oh luke okay so i see what's happening here i'm like no guys we're <laughs> just it's just acting. Oh, it I so like, bad. love
3: it.
4: So I have a question.
3: How wait, did this one... To... Oh. get
4: my comment. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're nice on the eye and easy on the ear. And I think that combination is going to make you a very important performer one day. In about three years, I give you, we'll be knowing all about you. Yeah. You can, sing. So you can sing, and that's a pretty song. And I don't like today's music. I'm being honest. You know, I don't find a lot of it pleasant. I find it screaming, too auto-tuned, and I don't like it. But that's a pretty song, pretty lyrics. Thank you. you, you. Did you write it? You did a nice job with it.
5: Do you write also? I do, of course. I I find that I actually perform best when I have, you know, a good process with writing, when I'm able to sit on, on those sessions, because if I'm able to put my heart and soul into the song, then I feel like I'm going to be able to portray that to sure. everyone, you know, way better, um, which is, you know, something I love doing as well. So yeah. So how, ma- how many instruments do you play? So I play piano, drums, uh, as well as singing. Um, and that's, I've been doing that ever since I was like four years old. And so I love those two instruments to the death. I could get, I would love to get up on stage, do a drum fill. I watched a video by Bruno Mars uh, where he does Locked Out of Heaven, but he starts it off with this insane, like, two-minute drum solo, and I have, like, walked up to that performance ever and- since I was younger. Um, and so drums, uh, piano, I also played saxophone, cello when I was younger, and all percussion I love as well, so, when you know, when you grow younger, up in the industry.
2: When you were, you were younger, so we're old, you know, so, like. When
3: you were younger. How much younger? younger No, actually, though, young because you, like you said, you performed with Guy Sebastian in 2017 or something?
5: 2018,
3: yeah. That's five years ago. So you would have been like 14. Like, how is that? You're performing with one of the biggest stars in Australia when you're 14, I mean
5: yeah That's it was stage. it was crazy it was on the biggest arena in australia uh the closing ceremony commonwealth games we were on stage with guy sebastian uh, if you guys know who Dami uh delta goodrum the veronicas I love delta uh, big, yeah big australian artists like that all coming together and we all got to stand on that stage and as well as you know doing a solo beforehand but coming together at a, in the finale was just you know crazy at the age of 14 to be amongst you know, those well-respected artists of Australia and the world.
3: I love to watch, I love to watch the voice. So I watch the auditions. I don't really like to watch the whole show. I just really like the blind auditions. Um, But I watch, I watch all the blind auditions from Australia and I love Delta Um, And so I think it's, you know, it's, it's just, it's so much, it's so cool. Who are the, who's like the biggest singer from Australia that we might know?
5: Who's, who do you think is like the biggest? Ooh, you know what's actually crazy? You know what I would say is my answer? Okay. And a lot of people actually didn't know this for a while, but ACDC are Australian. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, but they got I, found I... in America. So um, I would actually say ACDC are probably the biggest name That's from Australia. Huge
4: name.
5: Yeah. Oh, I like love it.
4: Now, on a personal note, do you have tattoos?
5: No, I don't. I do not.
4: Well, good. and never do. Because your clean cutness is going to bring you somewhere. You don't want to look like everybody else. And to me, tattoos are fun when you're young. But when you're 60 years old. They don't look good. Those tattoos look like bruises. <laughs> like they got beat up. Good. I also read.
3: Exactly. I also read that you like got accepted into like NY. I don't know a bunch of great schools and stuff, but and you kind of like are parlaying that to wait to see how your pop career goes. You're in LA right now, right?
5: Yeah, yeah. Currently in LA, we got here a few days ago, um, but yeah, I did get accepted into Berkeley, NYU, and uh, USC as well for music. These so. Phenomenal
4: schools. Okay, another, yeah. personal, oh, another okay. personal question. Okay, girls out there, get ready for this. What is your ideal girl? What should she look like and be like?
5: Uh, This is actually a really good question. And I'll be honest with you. It's not something I've had, I guess, a whole lot of time to think about. But the answer I will say is that I would love someone who can push me to be a better version of myself. Uh, And if the girl, if someone could do that. Um, then that'll be the best thing for me because I always have room for improvement in everything I'm doing. And so the best thing I think for me would be a girl that would be able to do that and someone who'd be able to, I guess, understand, I guess, you know, my position as an, as an artist and, and where I'm at. Um, and I think with your morals aligned, uh, anything is possible. Absolutely. Did you
4: hear that, girl? So now uh, you know. It. If you don't have that quality, forget it. So you did it. A- <laughs> you have a you have a Christmas song you just released,
3: and I want to know how did you pick? So it's a cover of Wham's "Last Christmas." Everybody, yep. I-, I wouldn't know if you wouldn't know Wham because you're like young. Like, how did you how did you pick that song?
5: Well, I was thinking to myself you know, what Christmas song, I was racking my brain, you know, what is the best Christmas song to do? If I had to do one cover right now of a Christmas song, what would it be? And I couldn't really figure it out because I love Christmas music so much. Like Pentatonix is like my top five yes. artists of the year, even if it's not Christmas, right? So I was thinking, you know, well, what is the best Christmas song to do? And on the radio, or as I was listening in the car, uh, song Faith by George Michael came on. And I was listening to this track and I was like, oh man, this would be a great song to perform. And then I thought to myself, okay, George Michael, well, what else does he do? And then I started listening to Last Christmas over and over again. And then randomly my friends were listening to it as I was hanging out with them, like later in the day. And I was like, okay, this is a sign I need to do Last Christmas. And so I went in the studio, we got some tracks laid down. And as I was hearing it back, I was like, this is the one, let's put it out. I mm-hmm. love it.
3: Also, in the chat room, they're saying Kylie Minogue is Australian, Kylie Minogue's big, and her sister. Yeah,
5: big. Kylie Minogue's huge. Keith uh, yep. Urban.
3: Wait,
5: what about
4: Petula Clark? Is she from Australia? I think she's from Australia. Petula okay. Clark, downtown. I think so. Everybody go know, I think in the 50s. Or 60s. I think Petula Clark is from Australia.
3: Alright, so here's what we're going to do, because I yeah. want people to hear both songs while you're on. Um, so, Juan, we're going to play the Last Christmas one. So now you introduce your version of Last
5: Christmas, and we're going to play it. Just hang on. Yeah, you're good. Hello, everyone. This is Luke Harrison with my version of Last Christmas. You can hear the official audio right now.
1: Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, to save me from tears. I'll give it to someone special. Last Christmas. surprise me and happy christmas i wrapped it up and sent it with a note saying i love you i meant it tears, I'll give it But you.
4: proves you have a voice you're not all fudged up the song is terrific i love it it's from my day when we understood the song when we appreciated the music and the voice not the screaming bullshit they do today i love it it's a great great christmas song thank you, you do beautiful <laughs> you're a very talented kid thank you so
2: much it's thank you hard.
4: Do you got like all my, Shut up, I gotta be a father. I'm a father of two daughters, so I gotta be your father. No drugs. Drugs will destroy you. I've seen it happen to many performers. I'm in the business 64 years. I've seen it happen to big, big people. Don't smirk, because I'll smack your face. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Don't
4: smirk it. I'm not smirking. <laughs> like you're probably doing drugs. No, he face. doesn't do drugs. He's he say, saying, fuck, he say, fuck you, you old fag. But listen. <laughs> Do not do drugs. They will destroy you. I'm telling you. Never. You have a never, 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 never. career ahead. Don't mm. let it go to your head. Don't think your shit doesn't smell. And don't think that you're better than anybody. And don't treat people like crap. I'm mm. in the business. I know what I'm talking about. You will go far. You're going to be like the, the male Taylor Swift. You will, you will go far if you
3: stay Thank straight you. And, and narrow. And the chat room loves you. And, and be Claudia, who's in Germany, that you said hi. She's just like, and, and he's hot, too, on top of it all. Yeah, you're beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a couple of radio stations she's going to try you're, and get you're the song
4: to You're a beautiful young man with a beautiful career and voice. Keep it clean. keep it nice. So let's
3: say you were going to go. Let's do some, a hypothetical question. Somebody calls up and says, hey, we want you to open for and go on tour with oh, yeah. Who do you want? Who are some yeah. people
5: that you think would be fun to go on tour with? Fun going to go on tours. All right. First off, I would love to go on tour. Wait, can it be Dead or Alive or like people who are in the industry? It could
3: be Dead or Alive.
5: Give um, us a Dead and Alive.
3: Uh, Michael Jackson.
5: Jackson for one. That's a huge thing. Uh, Elton John for two. I uh, met um, him. And, and no, oh, really? That would be an honor. I, yeah. dressed I dressed looked up to I, I used
3: a clothing designer. I dressed him once. It Jimmy was great. And made,
4: wow. made a red jacket for him. Yeah, it was awesome. That he, he wore on wow. tour. Yeah, it yeah. was
5: awesome. And uh, definitely... Harry Styles uh, would be up there because I really love him, and Charlie Puth too. Uh, I love Charlie Puth. Puth. Yeah, I love Charlie Puth. He is incredible. I was
3: Charlie Puth. That's, he's a, Puth. He's a big singer. So here's here's my like uh, uh, my six degrees of separation from Charlie Puth is I did the costume design for Too Fast, Too Furious, and Charlie Puth did the song yeah. about Brian Connors when he died. You know, at the end of one of those films. Yeah. I saw t- tagging it to you that you got to go to the premiere of fast x in brisbane
5: or someplace i did California. i did yeah in brisbane in my hometown yeah it was it was great it was so fun were any of the people from the movie actually at the premiere not at that one i think there was a plan for it but you know how it is flying out from you know wherever they are to, to australia it's, it's very very logistically hard uh so but there was some of the team from Universal there, um, you know, giving some notices, and they had the cast do a uh, do a message on the screen to the premiere of, of Australia, nice. um, okay. which was cool. So that was really nice. Um, but I, I did want to say, go yeah. know I did want to say. I think my top person that I would want to either open for would be Adele and Coldplay. That'd be my, like awesome. my two. Um, I'm not as huge like,
3: a Coldplay, but I love Adele. I
5: Adele, think Adele, yeah, she's
3: got like some mm-hmm. career and didn't go to her head and she's super cool. You know, Adele, she was the one who was real heavy, who's now real skinny. Um, she's so fun, she's got a great catalog. And I mean, for someone to sell so many records when I think she's only released like two records or something, uh, two or three maybe, like she to have so many, you know, huge hits. Um, did you like any of the boy band? Like, like, like I guess, so, so, no, that? no, I'm not talking yeah. about that. let me finish. Like, One Direction is like because that's like too newer. How about like the, the
5: older ones, like Boyzone or? um i i like listening to some boys to men i will say um, yeah um and i also love an australian boy band who aren't so much around anymore but they're called justice crew i don't know if you guys ever heard about them oh, i'm gonna the um, write
2: it down because i love that shit. yeah
5: yeah they were an australian boy band about ooh, maybe 10 years ago And they had some mega hits. And they were up there competing with, you know, the likes of One Direction. They were like the Australian One Direction. Um, They were a really, really fun boy band. Uh, Also, Why Don't We, if you ever heard of Why Don't We. Uh, They're an American boy band, I think. Uh, But they're not so much around as, you don't hear about them as much anymore. But those are some cool bands that I definitely listen to. What color are your eyes? So this is actually interesting. A lot of people say different things. Yeah, yeah, people say different things to me. So I think that they're green, green. but some people say they're blue, or some people say they're like... I think they're green. They
4: photograph green. reason I say that is, if I cover up from your nose down to your mouth, you'll look like my daughter Leslie. My daughter (laughs) Leslie has eyebrows and green eyes. Look at this. That's beautiful. Doesn't that look like Leslie? Yeah, it could. You could be Leslie's brother, my son. I like love it. my wife was dutch so that's where the blonde green eye came in so another, i'm italian we man. have like we have four minutes left another thing i want to just ask about because we don't
3: have the um eurovision song contest here but that's like the biggest contest in europe and you were a judge on the junior i didn't know there was a junior eurovision so what does that yeah. mean kids
5: did you ever enter it yeah so uh i was very close i was gonna go into the um Australian Decides for Junior Eurovision, and then a performance came up, I, I think I went overseas to here actually, and so I never got that opportunity, but instead I was able to be on the judging panel Uh it was two, two under 18 teens and then the rest were adults, and so I was one out of Australia to do that, uh, and so yeah, everyone is under the age of 18 pretty much that is on Junior Eurovision, um, and it was really, really interesting because everyone's from Europe and then it's Australia. So it was really, really fun uh, just to, you know, be on the other side of the table for once, you know, going through my career, having done so many performances on the other side being judged. I think it was a really good insight into, I guess, how people think. And as a panel, we deliberated and, you know, talked about the different performances. And it was actually a lot of fun um mind you you know everyone else was quite older than me so they had some amazing experience and you know wisdom to share um but i gained so much out of it and yeah it was just just great to be on that side for once
3: have you been on a reality like have you done like the voice or x factor or any of those shows have you been a contest contestant on any of them
5: i haven't i haven't it's actually not been something i've ever hugely considered doing um you don't need to you're, really, me,
3: you're, you're already, already doing better than the people who win
4: those
5: anyway <laughs> and <laughs> a lot of those thank shows you,
4: they're fixed fixed fix
5: anyway yeah yeah we have to say though when i was when i was younger uh as you guys are talking about the blind auditions how you like the blind auditions of the voice my sister and i we would uh pretend that we were the judges and have our chairs turned in the living room and we we'd turn our chair if we liked the singer you know fun stuff like that um but you know i've never been on the shows no
3: so let's tell everybody, so they can follow you on uh, Instagram. Your Instagram is Luke Harrison Official. Um, your website is LukeHarrisonPerformer.com. You have a bunch of cool videos, YouTube videos you did of covers of other people's songs along with your own songs. Um, oh, it says Australia is adored in the Eurovision con- Where's family contest.
4: Where is your family from? England? Is your background English?
5: Yeah. Uh, no, I'm well, my mom's from New Zealand and my dad's from Scotland, so I guess a little bit. Um, but I, I think probably I have a little bit of um, European as well in me, so kind of everywhere. And um, well,
4: everyone in Australia came from somewhere, you know, Australia just was a native, the uh, what do you call it people, but then all the English went there. So, most of the people are English. That's why you speak English.
3: Yeah, you, 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 I love your accent. Australian. Fa- I, I have a
4: very good friend of mine who was a, a big model, very famous model in America. And he's from what I'm talking about, you know. Willie. Willie. And the nicest guy in the world. I mean, Australian people are really friendly and very nice people. And I lo- I, I, we love Willis. Oh, wait. The, the other most famous
3: Australian is Crocodile Dundee. Oh, of
5: course. Of course.
3: <laughs> He's not a singer, yeah, though. Yeah,
4: yeah,
2: yeah. I, I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure.
4: Go. I'm not sure, but I think Jacqueline Bissett is from Australia. I think she's mm-hmm. Australian. Jacqueline okay. Vissette, the actress. I'm not sure. So she everybody, very famous listen
3: actress. up, you guys. This is Luke Harrison. You're going to see a lot about him. Please uh check out watch his videos you've got make me better it's on youtube or go to itunes or spotify uh download it and stream it also uh the new last christmas they all want to know you're doing a video but probably not right because you don't have enough time to do a video because
5: yeah not this year but i'm really excited to uh get some more christmas out next year for all of you so that's something in the works that i'm really excited for too Perfect. So we want to thank
3: you. Have a great trip while you're in California. We're out of time, but it's been a pleasure to meet you. Everybody, Luke Harrison. Yay. much. i have been
4: looking at your career. And if I read that you are in a drug bust, I'll find you and I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> That's a dad. <laughs>
5: I, I have an amazing oh, team oh, around me who are, who are you know, protecting me from that side Absolutely. and that's something Hi that I'm going
2: to Hey, Christian. Hey, like, I know
3: Christian's probably Merry around, Christmas. So. Yeah, All right. He's he's All right. Merry Christmas. Have fun while you're here and enjoy. Thank
2: you so Merry much. Merry Christmas, Bye. guys.
5: Thank you so, so Bye, much you. for having me. Nice appreciate you. you guys. Oh, bye-bye. Loving All right, you everybody. Well.
2: Thanks yeah. for tuning in. We'll see you guys next week. we got
3: Robert Lassardo coming on next week. Big, big actor. going to be a lot of fun. Everybody have a great weekend. And Thanks so much for tuning in. See, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Woo.
2: see you Woo!
1: Can turn out to you tomorrow Yeah, we in the mix
6: Oh.